You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the star you are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, hello there, power partners. Welcome to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, your personal growth coach, here with you every week. Heather Brittany is at a conference, so she will not be joining me today. So I am going to be running it all solo with uh, Justin, my engineer, helping me out. We've got a great show for you. We're going to be talking about Generation Y, the financial crisis, designs for living, and we're going to be doing a balanced peace and harmony journal. So you will be learning how that you can get uh, financially fit, feel good in the rooms that you live in, and, of course, keep track of your progress all in a journal. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you to be the star of your own life. When you are content to be simply yourself and don't compare or compete, everybody will respect you. And that's from Lao Tzu. I thought that was a a very pertinent miracle moment. Of course, you know I love all these quotes. And then I I have found another one today that I just love. It it is anonymous, but I love it because it seems that as all of us work, by the time the weekends come, we're either totally exhausted or we feel we never get enough things done. And this one was, only Robinson Crusoe had everything done by Friday. <laughs> and I chuckled when, uh, when I read that because I thought, oh, my desk is always piled high and it seems I'm here until all hours of the night. So um, it makes me feel good. I, I guess I need a girl or boy Friday. Well, Generation Y, the financial crisis, you've been hearing probably a lot about this generation, the millennial generation, not the baby boomers, not the X's, and not the Z's, it's the Y's. And they're asking all the time, why can't we have it all? Well, today people who are in their 20s and 30s are more educated than ever before. 85% of those 25 and older have a high school diploma, which is really big, and 27% have a college degree. Now, this generation of adults is also the most technologically sophisticated to date, with about half using cell phones for text messaging and about 95% of them on email. And yet, the statistics are indicating that this generation's financial literacy is abysmal, with personal finances to match. According to the research or the um, surveys that have been done, only 52% of the high school seniors passed a recent national financial literacy test, meaning that as adults entering the workforce, they don't know enough about basic budgeting. They don't know about interest rates or about taxes or how to file their taxes or how to make sound decisions for their own lives. And does that sometimes mean that they're going to be coming home and living in their parents' basement? Yes, it actually does. Because as a group, Generation Y have failed to get a grip on fiscal, uh, fiscal reality. The median credit card debt of low- and middle-income people that are age 18 to 34 
is $8,200. Now, the average college debt for recent grads is 25000 and rising. And then people between the ages of 25 and 34 are making up 23% of all United States bankruptcies. Now, not just 14% of the population at large, according to a recent report. So this is really a, a really big, big issue. Now, Carmen Wong is um, a 30-something author. Uh, she wrote a book called Generation Debt, Take Control Over Your Money and How to Guide It. And she used to write for a Money Magazine as a staff writer, and she defends Generation Y. I mean, she is in that age group. And she says that the problem is not lack of smarts, but it can be chalked up to an environment in which parents coddle their kids that there's so much bank deregulation today, it's made financial landscape really confusing and complicated. And the number one rule in society seems to be commuter, commu, uh, consumerism. It's like, what more can I buy? What I have found in, um, in some of the, my own clients that I have coached is there is a feeling of entitlement. They've, that this generation of young people have had so much so soon they get everything they want. They, they were coddled by their parents. They were always told how great they were for not doing anything, and so they don't expect to do anything. Now, of course, this is a generality, but we have to find an answer for this. And what is it that they're going to do? Are they going to be able to give up their lattes and their, their Prada shoes and you know, their Gucci bags because they need to save for a rainy day? I mean, that is the ugly truth is, is that we don't want to disappoint anybody, but if there's an unwarranted self-esteem out there, that acts as a shield to actually becoming the star that you are. And we really we want people to always sparkle and shine. This generation, Generation Y, it has been a generation that was shielded from a lot of the financial responsibilities because 20 years ago when... Um, when uh, when like we were in college, I never had a credit card. I had to pay everything in cash, or I had to write a check. And in order to write a check, you had to have money in the bank. But now you go even in high school, which it's really a travesty. Credit card companies are targeting young kids and college students, and then when they can't pay, it falls back on their parents to pay. And then of course, kids today, I don't even I don't think I even know a young person who is under, I would say, from 10 years old on up, who doesn't have their own iPhone or probably their own iPod. So when you do this and you're constantly downloading your songs and somebody else is paying it, you do take on more debt. The salaries over the last few years have been stagnant, as we know, and expenses are getting higher. Healthcare is expensive. Education is expensive. Utilities are expensive. Food is expensive. It, it, it's not easy to balance a budget anymore, but the key is that you have to have a budget. So the financial landscape is very different today than it was when I was in school, and the financial education for the younger generation hasn't caught up with the issues and the challenges that are happen, happening right now. There's, and there's new financial products that have been introduced that have more complexity because for so long, when I took out a mortgage, you bought a 30-year mortgage, you had to put 20% down. If you didn't have 20% down, you didn't get to buy a house. So you really scrimped and saved. And as those of you who have been listening to me for the last, uh, what, 13 years know, 
I mean, I, I raised chickens and put myself through college by selling eggs and drove tractor and picked fruit. And I've always taken odd jobs to pay the bills and have never lived outside my means because that was the way I was brought up. We didn't, I didn't have much to begin with, so I never really needed much. And I always watched it, so when it came time for me to buy a house, you know, I, I had been saving for years, a dollar here, a dollar there. But today, the mortgage alternatives have changed, and this is what is really messing up people. According to the National Association of Realtors, today's median first-time home buyer is 32 years old, and they put down only 2% on a $150,000 home. Now, my first home cost 50000 I thought that was the most um, incredibly expensive thing I had ever done, and it, I was having to pay a mortgage of $700 a month, and I never thought I would be able to afford it. And now, a very inexpensive home, if, if you can get a $150,000 home, I mean, that's really cheap. So not everyone understands that when you put down a lower amount, it's going to come with higher interest rates, and you have to pay higher mortgage insurance, and then you'll have steeper monthly payments, and then if your house's value depreciates, you have more greater risk and you may be forced to sell or to foreclose, of which we're seeing a lot today because when they had that no money down loan, so many people were able to get homes and then in the last couple of years they've lost their whatever they put into it. I mean, for some people it was a horrible situation. For others, it, it wasn't as, as bad losing it. It was almost like, They'd lived in their house for free for a couple of years. But the credit that has been generated um, has shown that we're a competitive spending culture. And having so many credit cards is allowed for material goods that the previous generations didn't have and, as I said earlier, didn't need. So, you know, when I grew up, there were seven people in our home, and we had one bathroom. No shower, one bathtub, one toilet, and, in, and that was for the whole family. And I, I today I don't know how we did it because most homes now have a pot for every butt, just about. <clears throat> and so, twenty the people today, young people, in their teens, their twenties, their thirties, grew up in an age of really unprecedented commercial success as well as technological advances, and that's a factor that has affected their view of the future. I think this generation feels that somehow or another they're going to figure out how that all these advancements are going to get them out of any of their financial troubles and they're going to learn how to outsmart the market. Unfortunately, that probably doesn't happen. There was a, a terrific documentary called uh, In Debt We Trust that painted a picture of the national financial crisis stemming from this personal debt burden and some of us, you know, some people think that it, this generation was just a generation of an abundance of expression, but encumbered with debt that's so deep that they might not be able to pursue their dreams or pursue their career goals uh, that they really, really want to do. So a lot of these attitudes are evident in relationships that young people have with their parents. It's uh, it's not for, for nothing that Generation Y has been labeled the boomerang generation because many of them are still living in their parents' home. They're living in the basements. They're living in their old bedrooms. And what's hard for the parents these days is that they're now caring for two 
uh, other generations besides themselves. People that are in their 40s and 50s may have aging parents, and they're having to be the caregivers and the chief financial sub- supporters and providers for their own parents. And now their 20-something, 30-something kids have moved back in, and they need support. They can't pay rent. They can't. Uh, they can't buy food, they can't buy clothes, but yet they're still going out. I know I got an email from a uh, from a good friend actually in Ireland whose son is studying at a university here in America, uh, and they, he's bankrolled by the bank of mom and dad, and that seems to be what so many people are doing now, that mom and dad are the bank, and then when the kids are out of college, instead of moving out, they do end up back at home. A recent Pew survey found that 68% of baby boomers have kids that they are supporting financially as adults. Now, the ray of hope is that the government and business authorities are starting to take financial illiteracy seriously. And, of course, Be The Star You Are is a literacy charity, and it's not just about reading and writing, but we take financial literacy seriously as well. We want people to know how to write a check, to balance their checkbook, to live within a budget, to not overspend, to really look at the numbers and know how to pay their bills monthly. There was a um, a woman who actually graduated from college, was very pronounced, it was, uh, came forward in one of these surveys, and yet she was in something around $30,000 in debt because she had never been taught how to balance a checkbook. So she just kept writing checks, figuring somebody would put the money in. Unfortunately, there wasn't any money that was going in. So we do have to know that housing debt may be at the heart of the matter, but across the the United States, all of us as adults and as a generation, why the millennials, we have to have a new dream and we have to have to do less and have more finances. So the dream has less to do with finances because Generation Y really is in a financial crisis. But there is always a silver lining. Well, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And when we come back, I'm changing gears, and we're going to go from Generation Y to Design for Living, and I'm going to show you how you can Design your home, apartment, condo, townhouse, or dorm room so that you can live in a style that makes you feel like a star on a budget you can afford. Stay with me. We'll be back in a bit. Cynthia Bryan, this is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be waiting for you. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Are you accident prone? Does everything happen to you in threes? Perhaps these mishaps are not accidents at all, but a sign from your subconscious mind that your life is not the way that you want it to be. Experts agree that so-called accidents can be indications of deeper trouble we may be avoiding. 
instead of lamenting, why does everything happen to me, the better response would be, why am I creating this challenge? Sometimes we have to look inside to find out what the real trouble is. Now, certain mental states generate more misfortunes than others. For example, if your mind is cluttered or troubled, you can't pay attention. That's when you fail. That's when you break something. That's when you crash a car. Or it might not be an accident. It may just be a cluttered mind. Some people like to be the victim. They like people feeling sorry for them. They have the poor me syndrome. These people are passive. They don't stand up for themselves and actually enjoy being the fall guy or the fall girl. The antidote is to take control. There are no victims. There are only volunteers. Many competitive types of people tend to make more mistakes as well because they're not taking measured risks, and they are being daredevils. These aggressive people may overestimate their abilities, be too macho, or lack the self-discipline to say no. Instead, they plunge headfirst into trouble then wonder why they're always having accidents. I coach my clients that could and should do little good. The best way to predict the future is to create it. So why not envision it as a place of peace, balance, and health? Take a look at the signs that you have been given and determine if you're creating your own discomfort. Color your world with positive thoughts, actions, and deeds, and you may find that divine synchronicities are replacing those dreadful accidents. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information on coaching or to book a consultation, call 925-377-STAR. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. 
That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestaryouare.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Hello again, and thank you for staying with us. We always have great things to talk about here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I appreciate you listening to us. Before I go any further, I just want to let you know if you're interested in getting any of the books I've written, Chicken Soup for the Gardener Soul, Be the Star You Are, Be the Star You Are for Teens, The Business of Show Business, Miracle Moments, or the uh, Blessings of Love and Relationships, you can visit the website at CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia with a C and Brian with an I. So B-R-I-A-N, CynthiaBryan.com. Well, uh, for those of you who have uh, perused my website, you know that besides being a writer and author, a radio host and a coach of media and acting, speaking and writing, I am also a certified interior designer and a garden designer, as well as a professional member of the American Society of Interior Design. Now, I'm one of the honored distinguished speakers with American Society of Interior Design, and I travel throughout the United States speaking to designers and giving them continuing education units, and and I also coach designers on uh, how to be more successful and media savvy, savvy. But yesterday, I attended a continuing education program for myself to brush up on sustainability and environmentally friendly products that are currently available. I am often asked how to design a room on a budget or how to redecorate with items that a person already has. Now, today, you are in luck because I'm going to address that very topic. I'm going to show you how you can live in a style that will make you feel like you are a star and you will um, and you will do it in a budget that you can afford. So that I think will be very helpful to you. First of all, I want to mention that there's been so much greenwashing these days with every company and product proclaiming to be eco-friendly. You know, green is the new uh neutral, I would say, but be aware, it's not just about recycling and reusing. Being green is about the reclamation process. It's about how the, it, things are refurnished and refurbished. It's the footprint that we leave. It's how far materials have to travel before they're installed, how far the workers have to travel, what's the fuel consumption, what are the chemicals that are used, what's the after effect. There's so much to be truly green. There are organizations out there that are certifying buildings and checking for things. You can, you can have a lead project, L-E-E-D, that you're working on or that a designer is working on. But to be truly green means you have to be mindful and sensitive to quality of life issues. I'm not going to talk about being green today because we have done that in the past. But instead, I wanted to give you a few tips on how you can be partially green, I suppose, by using things you already have to make the rooms that you live in more livable, more friendly, and more fun. And then and ha- what it is that we really need to make our lives you know, happier and healthier. That's part of 
what we as designers do is we want to help with the health and safety besides just the function and the form and the style. So I'm going to start with the living room. And one of the most important things and the very simplest thing that you can do, very the cheapest thing that you can do, is change the colors of your walls. If you want to have a, a room that people really enjoy being in and that people will stay, is consider painting your walls in a soft yellow color. In fact, the 2006 Architectural Digest Home Show, the researchers designed three identical rooms, and one was red, one was blue, and one was yellow, and these were all living rooms. And then people could go through and mingle. The yellow room drew by far the most visitors, and the people in that room had the most fun. They were the most animated. And this has been shown in study after study is if you want a place that people will gather, then a good color is a soft color of yellow. Now, what about placing sofas? Many homes I go into, they've just put the furniture up against the wall. And who wants to sit up against the wall? That's such a bad placement. You want to really bring things out into the room. So you want to put your sofa and chairs in the right spot. When you face away from activity, your brain is more likely to produce cortisol and adrenaline, which are hormones that are associated with stress and anxiety. So for the sofa or or a chair or wherever it is that you're going to sit most, you should put it in a place that lets you see the door to the room so that you can see the activity that's going on, but also gives you a great view through the window because scenes of nature actually light up the pathways in our brain that are rich in endorphins. And as you know, endorphins make us happy. So you always want to be able to see the outdoors. If you have um, curtains on your, on your windows, you know, you either want to take them down or push them way to the side. Let the sun shine in because sunlight boosts mood. It's, I actually just remove the draperies and only keep them in bedrooms where you need it dark. But you want to have a light during the day so that the glass is unobstructed. It doesn't cost you anything to take the curtains down, so that might be a good thing to do. If you'd like to build a window seat on the edge of a main seating area, this is a very great thing to do because people feel happier when they can choose to be away from a main gathering space, yet they still want to be part of it. Now, if you're going to hire a carpenter to build a couple of window seats, it may cost you 800 to $1,500. Clean up your messes. You know, we've got to get organized. Add shelves, bookcases, because when you just scatter things all over, it causes anxiety. I mean, nobody, I don't want to say nobody, but... A minimalist environment isn't that inviting either, but clutter is, can be over the top and can make you feel cluttered and, and can really make you feel anxious. So if you can build some shelves, some simple shelves could cost less than $1,000. That way you can keep everything visible, like your family photos, your, your books, or some of your treasures, and then group them in groups, and in that way it keeps it, your mess under control. Hide the TV. Now, people in Generation Y are not going to like this because I know that most of the young people, they love seeing their televisions and their screens, their big screens. This is not something I've ever liked. But here's the research. The more TV you watch, and this is research from Rutgers University in Illinois, the more you're going to overestimate the affluence of other people 
with the result that you start thinking less of yourself, you become less happy, and the more TV you watch, the bigger your butt becomes. So you want to conceal that screen in a cabinet or mount it on a wall behind a sliding panel, and you're going to be less likely to turn it on. If at all possible, you want to watch less than two hours of television every day. It's a sad fact that most uh, grammar school, well, uh, not only grammar school kids, kids up into the age of 18, they watch more television in um, by the time they're 18 than it takes to get a Ph.D. So that is, that's a sad thing. Um, have higher ceilings. If you live in a space where there's very low ceilings, you're not going to be as creative. If at all possible, if you own your house and you can open up your ceilings and get 9 or 10 foot ceilings, which could cost, you know, about $1,500 or, or so to do, um, researchers in British Columbia and the University of Minnesota found that people who work in 8 foot spaces are less creative and and less progressive and get less done than those that work in nine or ten foot spaces. When you are talking about a kitchen, it is better if you have a, your sink by the window because when you're washing up, you don't want to feel trapped. And if you're not looking out the window, you start to feel almost claustrophobic. Now, if you're in a rental and you can't don't have a window. Another great thing, it's a good feng shui thing, is just to put a mirror right behind your, um, put a mirror right behind your, the, um, the sink, and that way you'll be able to, to flash out the light. Use different light sources. Speaking of light, we need natural light. We always need sunlight, but most people today are in rooms that have uniform illumination, and they find it harder to connect with others and harder to concentrate. So if you go for under-cabinet task lighting and you diffuse some of the ceiling lighting, uh, you can hang a fixture over an island. That's a good thing. You want to try to get rid of some of those fluorescents. I know they cost less money, but they are really, really not good for your eyes and certainly not good for your temperament because they don't help you to concentrate. As far as having friends over and opening up com- uh, conversation, It's better to sit around a round or an oval table, which makes it easier for a large group to make eye contact than it is for a square or rectangular. So if you are looking for tables, you can find them at garage sales or you can find things online or many of the discount stores. But that may be a better way, especially if you want to open up conversation and you want to connect with people. Now, when we get to uh, the bedrooms, what colors are best for bedrooms? It has been shown that uh, blue is the most calming of colors, while rose colors and pink colors help you sleep better and actually are more passionate. So you may want to consider those colors you know, for the bedroom, depending on what you, you, your desire is. For bathrooms, Light colors, especially if you have a small bathroom, light colors make a room feel bigger, and everybody wants a bigger bathroom, I think. And warm colors make you feel warmer, which is usually good if it's cold out or in a bathroom because you do get cold. So choose a warm color to paint on the walls and use a a paint that's scrubbable and it is water-resistant. In this class I took yesterday, there was this wonderful new paper 
that is actually water resistant, that is made by Kravit, and it's not very expensive, and it was absolutely stunningly beautiful. And I thought, wow, I'd never really thought about putting uh, wallpaper in a bathroom surround because of it getting wet. But just so you know, that is another good option. You can get um, a, a one square yard is approximately, depending on the kind you choose, you may be looking at $75. So if you only do, you know, three, four yards of things just to spice it up, you only have an investment of a couple hundred dollars, and it could look really great. Now, talking again about uh, bedrooms, hang light-blocking window shades plus heavy draperies because you really want to repel virtually all the outside light. Be- uh, even a little light at night interferes with the body's production of melatonin, which is a hormone that helps you sleep. And if you don't get enough sleep, we know that we all need eight to nine hours of sleep every day, where the average American today is only getting 6.5. That's not good. That sleep can lead to, lack of sleep leads to more stress. It can make you unhealthy, and it can even accelerate the growth of tumors. So while you're at it, why don't you remove anything that emits light? For example, don't charge your cell phone in the bedroom. Don't charge your computer. And of all things, get rid of the glowing lights, uh, the glowing clocks, alarm clocks. I have found I had to get rid of all the LED lights. They just kept me awake unless I wore blinders. And it really, I didn't feel good about it. Another thing that's good to help you sleep is either put a bouquet of lavender by your bed or get a, a little basket uh, and have a lavender plant because the smell of lavender induces sleep. And so it is really good to give our um, nervous system a rest. And this is, it's an important an important part of getting a good a good sleep. Now, interesting in a bedroom where you want to sleep, tall ceilings in a bedroom can actually be detrimental because it makes you feel less safe. So if you have your choice of having high ceilings in a living area or a study or having them in a bedroom, always choose it for the living room or the study. A lower ceilings in a bedroom will give you a sense of safety, and that's good because you're going to be sleeping there. So let's see, what other? I want to give you one last tip, and then we will be going to break. Is And that tip is you want to, um, you want to make sure to put your desk chair in the right spot. You should be able to see the door and the window, and if you don't have a view, hang a picture of nature because nature has a positive effect on all of us. For more information about how to design your house, go to star-style.com, and I hope that you will all live in star style. Now, when we come back from break, we are going to be talking with author Charlotte Hall, and she has written the journal Balance, Peace, Harmony. Stay with us. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are.
listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, you are all stars out there. I hope that you have shined up your star and that you are beaming and smiling and following our rules of smile, have fun, and be wild and crazy. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and I am your host, Cynthia Bryan. Well, Charlotte Hall is a best-selling author of Women Give Men Too Much Power. She is a single mother of twin daughters, and she has written a new book to help all of us bring more balance, more peace, and more harmony in our life, and it's actually called Balance, Peace, Harmony Journal. Welcome, Charlotte, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here, and I I love the fact that you've made a journal that's specifically addressing those three topics of balance, peace, and harmony, because the three of those combined is what makes us happy. Give us a little bit of your backstory of what made you decide to put this together, and then we'll talk about how we can actually change our lives in 21 days if we follow this easy system. Well, thanks for asking me. The reason that I decided to write the journal was what you said earlier. I'm a single mother of twin daughters that are 21, and I put all of my dreams and everything on hold, you know, when they were growing up, and I just decided at the end of the day, by the time you drop them off at school or you listen about a paper or all of the things, and at the end of the day, I'm exhausted. And then I decided, what could I do 
to make me feel better at the end of the day. And then I noticed that when I would write, I, it's just like the a whole world would just lift off of my shoulders. And I said, if I feel this way as a single mother, what about other females? I know they must be going through the same thing. And how true that is, because until we actually sit down and get, uh, get our thoughts out of our head and down to paper, I'm not sure that we can change our reality. There's something magical that happens. Isn't there, Charlotte, when we actually exactly. take the time to breathe and put it down on paper? It's almost like we make it an admission to the world, the universe, to God, to whatever you want to call it, that this is what's happening to me, this is what I need, and here's the kind of help I'd like. Exactly, exactly. And all of my friends, they always tell me, you know, you always give good advice, and I always feel better when I talk to you. And I decided, I said, well, you know, God has given, you know, we all have purpose. And at the end of the day, people struggle with finding what their purpose is. Mm. And for me, I decided that every day when I would go get up and go into meditation, it seems like my day normally just goes perfect. But if I don't have that quiet time early in the morning and I have that prayer, it's just like everything that I seem to face, I always handle the task, I think, effectively, but I never handle it the way that I want to handle it if I don't get my prayer time in. So, well, you know, this is something I think that's important is that whether we call it prayer or whether we call it meditation or mm-hmm. personal time, is it really is crucial to take those few minutes, and you suggest 15 minutes every day, which I think, I mean, anybody can take 15 minutes. It's all a matter of priorities, right? Exactly. And when we do that, we actually are focusing on ourselves and giving our brains and our hearts as well as our bodies time to breathe and time to take Catch in up. what's going on. Exactly. And so you suggest you have um, in your journal, Balance, Peace, and Harmony, you actually suggest what meditation to use. Like you use Matthew 6, 9, 13. Mm-hmm. And, and there's something also very important about repeating your meditation and repeating the same thing every day so it becomes like a part of a mantra, wouldn't you say? Yes, like repetition. Yes, repetition. And so... Research has shown that if you practice something consecutively for 21 days and you use emotions with it, you normally reach your goal. And this journal is so fun. It's like it tells you different things for 21 days to do, and it also gives you different things to do with your mate. Like send everyone away and and make a good dinner. I I love this on Sundays, how everybody, shoo everybody away Exactly. family. Right. And then, like, on Monday, go smell your favorite fragrance. Take time for you. Just go and say, you know what, forget everybody. I'm going to make this all about me today. And some people would think that's selfish, but how can you give that extra little pep talk to your daughter or your son if you're always worked up? And if you're empty. Exactly. Oh, I, I, I love the way you began your introduction because you said, it's all about me. It's all about me. Now, it may seem arrogant when one thinks in terms of herself, but 
I think you've hit the nail on the head, Charlotte. And well, I was you. talking um, with another author yesterday about this very thing of how we tend to put ourselves last, especially as women. That's right. But we, somehow we forget about ourselves in the equation. And do we have to get to that point of feeling so sorry for ourselves? It's like, oh, my gosh. But if we start from the beginning and just say, you know, this 15 minutes is about me. And yes. then we can really get it into perspective, can't I we? I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> <laughs> I read your book. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, but, you know, you you did, you. What one of the things that you say in here, in Balance, Peace, Harmony Journal, we're talking to author Charlotte Hall, is that it is the greatest reward that you can give not only to yourself but to everyone around you. Mm-hmm. And I just know, too, is, uh, I, I don't have twins, but I'm a mother of a daughter and a son, and when I feel exhausted, I'm short. I don't have the patience. That's right. I don't have the caring. I don't listen as well. And so something that we as parents, I think both men and women need to do, is give ourselves a time out, give ourselves a break so that we can get, you know, that, that nourishment that we need mm-hmm. to be better selves, as I like to say, to be the stars we are. Because that's the only way that we can shine our light on other people. I love it. <laughs> it's, it, it is so true, though. So let's talk about some of the things that uh, people that have talked to you about your book have tried to overcome. Obviously, one of the, the probably the number one thing is people are always trying to lose weight. Exactly. How but can the journal help you with losing weight? The, the thing about the journal, to me, that I, that's really passionate to me, I think you have to know your own body type. Mm. Most people look at an image, maybe in Hollywood or something, and they compare themselves to that and they say, I want to be that size. Well, that may not be the exact size for your body type. So the one thing I think that women need to do first is go to your doctor and find out what's the ideal weight for your body type. And once you find out the ideal body weight, work toward that goal. But don't expect results overnight because most times when we let ourselves go a little bit and we get overweight, we didn't gain it overnight. That's, you know, what you said there is uh, very crucial, too, because I think we always expect to undo the bad, you know, immediately. And it might have taken months or even years. So it's very important to have patience. And to realize that sometimes uh, it's like by the inch, it's a cinch. So, exactly. You know, it's hard when you try to do it all at one time. And don't give up. We, we give up way too early. That's right. And what you need to do is get a routine. For instance, just start out 15 minutes a day. Once you drop the kids off at school, maybe stop by the track and just walk around it for 15 minutes. Fifteen minutes doesn't really take that much time when you think about yourself. And it also gives you time to kind of release, relax, exhale. And then after that, you say, okay, I got that out of the way. And then one of the other things that I love about the journal, it gives you exercises, for instance, like go and take clothes to a shelter. And at the same time that you're using that energy to go take the clothes to the shelter, you're also giving back. And that always makes you feel better. Giving back, making a difference, anytime you're feeling down, I think that's the greatest advice. I, I know I'm always telling people, if you're having a hard day, go and help someone else. 
if you have a better day because there's always someone somewhere that's less fortunate and so we always you know we tend to think oh poor me i am i'm so miserable but there's many many other people who are suffering so why not give to somebody else and so then we're reminded how fortunate we are i love that and then the other thing it avoids gossiping that's a no no that is so negative <laughs> But that is a girl thing, isn't it? It is. It is. But, you know, when we learn new things and you spend a little bit more time with uh, the one you love, and guys, I think sometimes, for single, for single ladies like myself, guys will appreciate if you give them just a little bit more time. Maybe if you hang up the phone before he gets home. These are for the people that are married. Yeah, no, but still, I mean, you know, I think that it goes, it's the same really no matter what, don't you think? Right. Yeah. It works both ways. Yeah. Just hang up the phone and say, you know, today I'm just going to give you a little bit more time, a little R&R. And then he'll say, God, I got home today and you wasn't on the phone with your girlfriend. And they may not say anything to you, but they will really appreciate it. So when you, so you, this book... You know, I can't say enough about it because it's mine and I love it. But I love it that you love it. If you wrote it, you need to love it. I love it. I love it because I never co-sign on anything that I haven't tried for myself. I, I, I very, how does it say in the word, it says that even the elect can be fooled. So I think whenever you're taking advice from someone, Ask them, did, did they try it? Or examine, you know, one thing I read about your bio that I like so much yeah. about you. When I read your bio, I was blown away. And I was like, wow, I hadn't heard of this show before. And I was like, I am a fan for life. I was a little intimidated, but I'll, I'll be a fan for life. And I always like empowering women. And what better way if you've gone through some things in your life and they affected you in a negative way, but you learned from it. And I always like to look at people who have gone through different things, but they've learned from it and they've come out in a wealthy place. And, you know, this is also a key to being authentic and true to yourself. It's very easy to live life, you know, on a cloud and to be in a cloud and be all high and mighty when everything is going right. It's when things are tough that the tough have to get going. And I do think, Charlotte, that many, many people have to go through this hard road before they can be empathetic and sympathetic and really understand the suffering that other people go through. That's right. And uh, maybe that's a journey. I mean, it's not that you wish it on anyone, but it is a journey that we do have to, you know, walk in other people's shoes to, to really get in that wealthy where they're place. from. To, co- to be able to come out in that wealthy place. Don't you think? I really feel that way. Mm-hmm. I really feel that way. I mean, I, when people ask me why I became a writer, for example, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I always say, with, you know, my father died in my arms. I was, oh. my, my, I was crushed to the depths of my soul. You know, he was my hero. And I felt that when he said that he had lived his passion and that he had had a dream and he had lived his dreams, that it became my purpose to help other people live their dreams. So sometimes we have to walk through that in order to get to maybe what our purpose is in life. And when you find your purpose, you find your life. Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. 
<laughs> I want to give out your website a couple okay. of times. So do you want uh, people to go to the WGM2Empower.com? Uh, mm-hmm. That's correct. All right. So uh, I'm going to let you say it so that you go ahead and say it once. This is so people can find your other book and they can also see the, the Balance, Peace, Harmony Journal. Okay. If you want to purchase the book, you can go to my website. It's WGM2Empower.com. The book is also available at BarnesandNobles.com. You can also get it at Amazon and Exebris. And that's X as in Xerox, L-I-B-R-I-S.com. So have you been getting any emails from people who have followed the journal and are starting to write? Because once you start writing, Charlotte, you don't ever want to stop, do you think? I think that once you start it, you just want to, you want to continue. And it, it really just gives you, it empowers you. It makes you feel like you can accomplish anything. That's right. Um, actually, I have been getting a lot of compliments. I had a young lady who's very young. She's around the age of my daughter's, like 21. And I also wrote another book called Women Give Men Too Much Power. Yes. And this, the, the journal, they kind of work together. But you, they are both effective. One, if you don't get the other one, you'll still be blessed by it. The, the one thing that the young lady told me, and I, it almost made me cry, she said that growing up she didn't have a father to really teach her the bad signs to look for in guys that really didn't mean, didn't, that really didn't like her. And she just kind of avoided the obvious because she just wanted to be in a relationship. And so she said when she got the book, uh, Women Give Men Too Much Power, and the journal, she said, thank you so much for writing, writing the book. She said, because it tells me the things that I didn't have a father to tell me. See, that is very, that's, that is so crucial. The book um, that you're talking about in Women Give Men too much power. It's a book about issues that face women and their family, giving a perspective focusing on the bad things that that confront us, you know, exactly. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And that is, it helps to empower you. So again, I want to give people your website so they can find out more about you and they can start journaling. It will change your life. And I go ahead and give the website again, the WGM2Empower.com, but you give it out. Okay, it's WGM, and it's the number two, mpower.com, and you can also get it at Amazon.com. You can get it at Barnes & Noble. No, I'm sorry, Barnes & Noble. You can also get it at WGM2POW, that's P-O-W, at WordPress.com. Well, pick up a copy, start journaling, change your life, because we only have one life in this body. Let's make it a fabulous life. Charlotte, thank you so much for no, being thank a you guest for having right me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It has been a lot of fun and I love journaling so these are these are treasures to for everyone to pick up Balance, Peace, Harmony Journal. Well keep writing and stay in touch. Okay. Charlotte Hall, the author of that book. And I am your host, Cynthia Bryan. And the show is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We are here with you right here on this network every single week. So make sure you stay tuned to get empowered, 
to reach for the stars and, of course, to land on them. Until we celebrate next week, you go out into the world and make it a great day. And remember to be the star you are. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information about Be the Star You Are Nonprofit Corporation, please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. That's BeTheStarYouAre.org. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember, to be a leader, you must be a reader. Enjoy a stellar week. You're a seeker, a dreamer, with courage to...